2: Welcome back. Crunch Time brought to you by Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Uh, sorry, Adrian. I've, I've taken your sheets. I'm going to get those back. <laughs> You've, very, done You've done it twice. <laughs> I've taken your headsets.
0: <laughs> I've taken your headsets as well.
2: Uh, yeah, pl- look, plenty of text messages coming through. Uh, we'll tidy those up very, very shortly is the way to do that. Uh, in the meantime, now, I actually, I've been getting the train to work, Right. Because we're we're going to go overseas at the end of the season, and my daughter's just turned 17, and I've given her my car. So I bought the car Oof. with her in mind. That's trusting. A little Mazda car. Oh, okay. Three years ago, or two and a half years ago. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy the car so I know the background of the car and then give it to her as a surprise for her 17th birthday. Right. Get her yeah. license, uh, number plates on, et cetera. So I haven't mucked around with getting the car. So I'm getting the train from time to time. When she doesn't need the car, I'll drive. And I'm walking from here, we're in North Sydney, I'm walking to the station. Yeah. And all these cameras, all these cameras are out the front of this venue. Michelle Bishop, Danny Widler, and they're outside Penn Health. Mm. Right. So there's a meeting, there's a meeting uh, about Des Hasler. Yes. And I thought, ooh. If they're there, does that mean That's where the meeting is? Well well, clearly the meeting's there, but does that mean if they're there? Have they copped the tip that he's actually gone? But Adrian, this is your day, man. It wasn't the case.
0: No, it wasn't the case. So we were talking about the Penn's offices are just down the road from our offices, which are also in North Sydney. Yeah, Walker Street. Yeah, in Walker Street. So we got the tip off and and the the TV's Danny Whitewell was there, et cetera. So we knew it was a big meeting, right? (laughs) The the funny thing is, so it starts at 3 o'clock, goes for a couple of hours, and our job, my job was to get on the phones and find out how what what went down, yeah, so you t- talk to there's two parties obviously there's there's des and his agent, and you've got Scott Penn and Tony Mestrov. so you ring team Des. how's the meeting? Great meeting. unbelievable Whoa, yes. there's so you know, everyone's on the same page all about <laughs> stability yep. You know, it's it's great. And I said, well, well, what happens? What's the actual takeout? I said, well, he's obviously contracted for next year. Mm. And it sounds like they're not going to sack him, right? What about beyond then? Like, did you talk about extension or whatever else? And the word was, well, the contract already contemplated 2024. I.e. If he hit certain performance clauses, he would be extended for a year. Yes. But he didn't because he missed the eight. He, he had to make top six. But, you yeah, know, we're told that. Yeah, the very, very strong indication. So, sorry, Adrian. So if he
2: made top six
0: this year, he'd, be, he'd be coaching in twenty twenty four automatically. There'd be a, a ah. an in twenty four automatically, in 2024. not twenty
2: three. So that's sorted. Twenty four. Okay. He's yep. Already contracted for twenty three. Yep.
0: 23, okay. So, yep, yep, no, yep. so, so the suggestion was that look, he didn't do that, but because we're all about stability and we're all yeah you know, happy, happy, kumbaya we're, we're probably going to extend anyway. So there'll be like, you know, no clauses. It'll be an unconditional to the end of 24. Fantastic. You know, so you want to get the other side of the story, but I'm already starting to bash yeah. out my yarn. Then you hear the other side of the story and it's like, I hear that, you know, Des is not only staying for 2023, it sounds like for 2024 and they've gone, that did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh. So it's like they not only did they have this meeting you know, to sort out all the differences, they couldn't even agree on what actually transpired wow. during the meeting. Wow! And, and the funny thing is, so Scott Penn had flown in from the U.S. in order to sort this out because there's all these issues, is that all right? this tension simmering. So and he brewing wasn't else. here. He wasn't here. He's wow. come in to have this meeting. On Friday morning, he gets on a plane to head back. Things are worse than when he actually arrived because they can't even agree what happened in the meeting. Wow. It's unbelievable. Can I ask
2: uh, from a journalist point of view, and, and Adrian Prusenko, two-time Walkley winner, huge. Like, just a very, very good at what he does. And you know what? I'd find this very, very hard. So I see the event where Brent Reid, right? So Brent Reid turns up on the footy show, right? And he's had a fair swipe at Gus Gould this week. Mm. Um, how hard is that as a journalist? And, and by the way, I've, I've just listened to a podcast who Killed Daphne, where a journalist takes on the establishment, which is far bigger than any of the journalists in our rugby league game have to do, where, where she's taking on a the Prime Minister and the whole government, and ultimately uh, her car gets blown up like she dies. So oh. there's a podcast called Who Killed Daphne. We had Stephen Gray on during the week. Um, and we're seeing this, podcasts that are ultimately deciding or leading towards verdicts in cases. Uh,
1: Dawson. Dawson, teacher's
2: pet. How how hard is it, Adrian, when you know someone or you are close to someone? um, And and to be honest with you, I I actually, I love Phil Gould and I love Brett Brett Reid, but I did respect him for for doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, you've got to basically do a cost-benefit analysis with with basically every yarn that you're on. And look, from my point of view, I'm for the most part a straight news writer. Like sometimes I'll do an analysis, but it's like, this happened or this guy got offered a contract or whatever else. So people aren't for the most part asking me for my opinion yes. on things. So for me, it maybe it's a little bit easier than if you're going on 360 and gotcha. you're asked for yeah. your opinion or whatever else. Gotcha. It's like, yeah. We've got a meeting and one party says this and one party says that. So we're, we're not on the same page and I'll write it straight up and down, but I know all of the people in that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's sort mm. of like, well, who do you trust? Like, who do you believe? Um, So that part of it's really hard. So I think you just have to write it as straight up and down, black and white as possible. Can
2: I ask you this question? I'm guessing the answer is yes. Have you landed on or heard about a major story that never went to print?
0: All the time. Yeah. So so it's not what is true. It's what you can prove to be true. So at the end of the day – and our masthead at the Herald, like we pride ourselves on the fact that you, you get it right, yep. you know, and you can only write what you can back up. You've got, you know, a document or a source or someone who's prepared to go on the record. Um, all the time, you, you you know in your heart of hearts that you've been told something and you know it's 100% correct, but if it gets to a defamation proceeding in court, then I can't, and they say, well, what proof do you have? I can't provide a document or a witness that will be back up my my version of events. So you just have to play the long game yep. and you, you can't afford to write things. It, it's better to miss a story than to, to get one wrong or, or to write something that you can't prove and back up.
2: To win two Walkleys, I'm again uh, guessing the answer is yes to what I'm about to ask you. Is there a story that you've written that you'd love to take back, to take off the table? I, I imagine it's a yes. And I don't need you to tell me the story. If you want to tell the story, tell the story. But is there a story that you've written and you think, oh, I've had my time again. It caused me so much grief, this story. It wasn't worth printing it.
0: Well, the, the great irony is that the one that sticks out for me is basically this whole saga at Manly, but back in 2013. So it yep. was about the time that Des was, had won the comp and Canterbury. was looking to leave to Canterbury. Yep. And the way it was told to me was that Des had told the people... In the in the room, that so, I'm sorry, going to stay sorry, on. He's sorry, he's taking a photo of us we're just as we like, up and, and, I and I was New sitting God down. Side yes. <laughs> I, I was sitting down,
2: and I'm, I'm lunch. So I'm just now going to get myself into a I've got a, a, a more pose, flattering position. have got to pose up a little. Bit. Uh, here we go, Maestro, big photo. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. <laughs> there we go. S- sorry, yeah. sister, go play so on. It
0: was the same situation where there was speculation over what Des was going to do with yeah. his future, and Manly thought so. They offered, from memory, an extension, and he. And the word was that he was going to take that extension. And yes. people told me within the club that it was his intention to to stay, Yep. which I wrote. Yes. And then as it turned out, obviously other things had happened and he ended up going to the Bulldogs. So there's my my big regret, I yes. guess. Yes, yeah. Um, and I trusted the people who told me the information and that's what they had heard. Yeah. That's, that's what mm. they believed was going to happen. But obviously there were other negotiations and things going on.
2: What's your personal view? Do, do you believe, and it's a people are entitled to have opinions, and and whether you love Des or you don't, there's real estate going on today, sales, auctions, etc., and it's all decided by opinion. What, from what you hear, and you've got your ear close to the ground, is Des. It seems to be trotted out that he's getting a bit old school. What's your personal view?
0: It's, it's so fascinating. So there's obviously tension within the camp, right? There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, well, what's the tension? What is it? Well, well, there's a whole series of things. So, for instance, um, let's say Josh Schuster is a, a good example, right? Yep. Good, promising player, up and coming. There are people at the club, the, the Fulton family, yep. who believe that he should be given a go. Yep. And when Kieran Foran first came to the club. Um, Josh Shuster was assured, listen, don't worry, he's going to be playing number nine. So it doesn't affect what we've promised you, which is right. first crack at number six with Daily Cherry Evans. Yep. So that hasn't happened, right? I remember that. And 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 Josh probably didn't take that well. Um and, and maybe it's a, a maturity thing, or he just sort of felt that, you know, he he was told one thing or something else. And so I think that's one of the things that's that's going on in terms of his own um sort of battle to to establish himself as a first grade. And, I, and I'm sure he will. And next year, he will get that opportunity. Mm. But, but I think Des wanted to keep Kieran Furland for an additional year. So the interesting thing is, for instance, everyone's future is now tied to Josh Shuster. Yeah. So if Josh Shuster performs well, that's good for Des. That means that um, he'll his chances of staying on beyond next year improve. It's good for the Fouldons who, you know, Bob Foulden anointed him as the future captain of Manly.
2: Can I ask this question? I, yep. I'm not close to Manly. Who is the more um, dominant Fulton as it stands? Is it Brett or is it Scott? Is it?
0: Oh, I, it's it's hard to say. Like right. I think they're, they're both, there, There's, both... there's Christy Fulton yep. as well. Okay. So yep. they all yep. they all have you know a say. And and because obviously the the, the great legacy of Bob yeah. Fulton. Um, the interesting thing in the background is that Bob Fulton, as as we speak now, is the most capped co- uh, coach in Manly history. And Des Hazler, by staying on, he's wow. only about like five, four or five games behind. Is that right? He will surpass. Wow. Sheesh. Yeah. So I wonder if there were some yeah. factions that maybe thought yeah, so so maybe he gets gig
2: next year he,
0: he's, he's it, the hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So so there's there's that in, in the background. Storylines well. there's, everywhere. There's so many storylines. And Tony Mestrov, who we know is a wonderful operator and has done incredible things for Greyhounds New South Wales and basically yep. saved the industry, he's come in at a time where Scott Penn has basically said to him, we need to rest back some of that control that Des Hasler has had over the club over a period of time. And he has to deal with all of these different factions. And, you know, we haven't even gone into the, you know, divide, the so-called divide between Daly Cherry Evans and Tom Trevojevich, mm. which I personally think is overstated. There's the pride jersey yep. fallout. And some players, despite what, what people say, there are there's a little bit of animosity uh, from, from those who played and who, those who didn't. I keep so, hearing some story that Des locked Penn out of the dressing rooms or something. I'm told, well, well again, you know, you, you're told lots of things. I'm, I'm told <laughs> that, that that didn't happen, but okay. you know, h- how would you know? I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think Alpha One's been locked out of the winning chances too. By the way, anyway, uh, that's how that plays. That's the great punting game. In fact, you know, what's going to run last. <laughs> it is going to run last. Wow. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We need to break to uh, try and uh, console ourselves over this. Uh, we'll get we'll get some text now. Okay, let's do that. Okay, Joel confirmed that Des has put his Coleroy house up for sale. Coincidence?
1: Ooh, is this the wow. one with the seawall? Maybe that. I don't know. Remember that it was nearly collapsing because of the sea well, was... A,
0: apparently, like, he has built like a fortress. Like, <laughs> forget about
1: Fortress Brookvale.
0: Like, he has insulated himself against the elements. Yeah.
1: Um, so good. It, would,
0: it would take a tsunami.
1: The Hazler Castle. Hey, boys, Kobe. around the grounds
2: we go. Group 10. Group 10, I think it is. Uh, Jolie, big shout out to the Mudgy Dragons under 12s. They just won the grand final in Golden Point with a try, beating Bathurst Panthers 10-6. So six go. all, golden point, and the Mudgee Dragons uh, slide over to win where the Yeo family's moved. they were The Yeo family were in Dubbo. They've now moved out to Mudgee.
0: Sugar, there's been this talk about uh, Daly Cherry Evans and the Trubojevichs, whether or not they get on. And I, I think, again, I, I don't think they're particularly close off the field, yep. but you don't have to be, right? Well, you don't like, have so, to be. for instance, Peter Sterling and Brett Kenny are very different people, right? Yep. And, uh, di- different personalities. Yep. And they got on fabulously, obviously, but yep. like they've got tremendous respect for each other. Um, probably don't socialise a lot outside of football, never did during their playing days, yep. which is fine. But have you found during your playing career but there are people that you don't necessarily get on with, for so sure. to speak, yeah. but you just get on with, with it and, and do the job?
2: Yep, absolutely. Well, the thing is, uh, you know, you're working with the Sydney Morning Herald and the, the Nine Group, so to speak, and you would have the same in your vocation. You would have the same... In your vocation, uh, or, or in the swim teams over the years, where yep. you know everyone listens. Name names. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Wait, I'm You're saving, saving that, for that, hated, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> that for a book that uh, you hate it anyway
2: Yes, please. Um, no, but but that's everyone listening has that right. Yeah, of everyone course. listening, you know, the maestro here working here at and there'd be people where
1: goes, go, oh, here comes come, he see you, I'll show you. Yeah, the uh, way he was talking about those morning glory boys <laughs> was <somewhat laughs> concerning, to say the least. Matthew, who, what, what, what's wrong with Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um,
2: yeah, so that, that's what happens. And, and yep. But as long as it's not toxic, yep. six to go play on. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, it is, by the way, if you ever want to do something, um, just for a bit of a laugh, go and look up the first ever West Tigers team and then come back to me with a more rogue team in the history of the
1: game. Hopawadi. Well, what well, scan- Hopawadi scandal. West Tigers?
2: There, there's not a team I don't believe yeah. in the history of the game. And so here, more I, scandals. here I was on this country, boy. I'm just naive to what's going on. I wouldn't have a clue what's going on. <laughs> but there is not a team in the history of the game, in my opinion, right, Yeah. that has attracted so much animosity well, or, or scandal. In that I don't want to name Did names. He, like, but Craigfield yes, he was. Yes,
1: no, no, what, what, yeah. What was the Mad Monday like that year? Oh, oh mad. <laughs> <laughs> with a capital M. Yeah,
2: absolutely wow. mad. Jeez, oh, um, with
0: Hopper, imagine Hopper on a Mad Monday. Yeah. Yeah, you'd you'd want to bring the Colgate, the old maximum cavity protection. Oh, shirt. well, I, <laughs> if I ever told you that, I was
2: the first to get dumb on it.
0: Oh, really? Oh, you... Yeah. You were the guinea pig Yeah, in training. Wow.
2: Honestly, yeah. So wow. Yeah, so we were doing this play the ball drill. At the time, we were the two wingers, so we're marking up on each other. And basically, our play the balls as a club had been very, very slow. Yeah. So we're doing this play the ball gig. And, and I was getting up and beating Hopper. And I think the losing um, team in the play the ball competition, which we had, had to do some kind of fitness drill, Yeah, right? yeah. So I'm beating Hopper, right? And I'm a bit smaller and back those days fit. But – so I'm pouncing up, and away we go. And then he just went straight up my Shavinda, Shavinda <laughs> right? And, and as you can imagine being in, like, a crouch position, if that happens, your immediate thought is, ah, oh, right? <laughs> so, mate, I was so annoyed by it, I've cracked him. I've, I've yeah. gone whack, right? Yeah. And then, so we're training at like Oval, and then he's gone whack and knocked me back to five, Doc, right? <laughs> and I said, okay, we're even, right? So he he started doing that in the games. So it's slow play, the ball's down. He'd sort of go, you know, banging the games. But it wasn't till about eight weeks later, I think it was Paul Bowman who was the ultimate culprit or the ultimate victim to this. He Hopper had the ball and he just got trigger happy, you know. <laughs> so he's laying on his back with the ball. He's gone.
1: Whoop, and uh, that's that's how it started. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you guys knew amongst the team that he was doing it?
2: May or may or not have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. I'd love to I'd love
0: to pull up a team sheet because it was a rogues gallery. Yeah,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm telling you, it, it is, it is immortal ruggedness. It is immortal as far as. And was as... that
1: people from I mean, and people from West or hopper come a lot in ex- externally? Yeah, right. Manly players in there weren't there?
2: Uh, there. Was, yeah, yes, there's there were. There's... There were. Yeah, there was some West that players. Terry Hill era. Uh, yes, yes yeah, okay, yes. I'm yeah. getting
1: a bit of a picture,
2: yeah. 2000, year 2000, first ever. Yeah, 2000, tiger, like, mate. Honestly, <laughs> it, it is you could write a book just about that year. Oh, perfect. Who wow. was
1: a coach? Tim Sheens. No, oh, no, no, no. The irony this is, of
2: that is the greatest clean skin in the history of the game was
1: junior, junior Pierce. junior Pierce. Oh. Yes, oh, wow.
2: but but they had this big salary cap, right? And it was like well, when you look back on it, they just went, okay, let's just. Let's just go real. Remember the Fibros and the silver tails?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, there was, they went Fibro. Don't remember that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we were Fibro. We were definitely Fibro. And, uh, but you know what? It was great fun, and, and it was actually going to work. Because the team was so mad, you wouldn't want to play us. And the Broncos this year who bailed out, we were running second the whole season, basically. And I remember Phil Gould co- commentating for Channel 9. He said, this is the team to beat. This is the team to beat to win this competition. This is the team to beat. And we were leading 31 points to eight against uh, Penrith. Sold it. Just a massive crowd out at Penrith. And then one of the greatest comebacks in rugby league history. What happened was Hopper, we'd scored a try. It was a great try. It started in own 20 It was razzle-dazzle. And we finished it off. And then Hopper, he may have scored the try. And then what he did, he used the goalposts as a bit of a wrestling move. So he, oh, he hit off one goalpost. post.
0: It was like about a 40 to 38 or something. Yeah, yeah. And then he hits the other
2: goalpost. And then Phil Adamson, um, and it wasn't Matt Adamson.
0: Yeah.
2: He just pushed him out of the road.
0: I remember this. And
2: then the comeback happened, right? So Chris Hicks, who couldn't kick out of sight, Girdler was out of the game. And Chris Hicks, I think, kicked none from five the week before. They score a try. And Tony Pulitzer went berserk. Um, who else, Uh, the other back rower?
1: Joe Nulliveau. Joe Nulliveau.
2: They just went berserk for half an hour, right? 31 points to eight, and Phil Gould talks about the first half field goal. Last play in the first half, it's 30 to eight. Kevin McGinnis, 30 metres out, kicks a field goal. So we go in there. Don't score a second half point. Panthers are coming, Panthers are coming. And we're leading 31 points to 26, right? And Tony Pillar tour goes berserk again. They score. Right out near the sideline, not long to go, and I'll never forget this. Chris Hicks, who couldn't get a kick in a bloody stampede <laughs> the week before, he's kicked five from five. Oh, right, wow. and he's got this from the chalk. And I grew up with Chris Hicks. He was a Taree boy. Yeah, okay. Taree United boy, and he's a talented bloke. Great, great, it's great not a policeman
1: now, is he? <laughs> yeah, Highway Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> great fella. Yeah. Great
2: great character. I, I,
0: that game is really etched in my yeah. memory because it was, I think, the first time that the players were encouraged to do post try celebrations that season. Yeah. So everyone was trying to outdo everyone else. You just reminded me about something. Yes. Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking, oh. That would
2: be the... Justin good. Doyle scores his first ever try in that game, right? Yep. You, you know where the old Panther used to be at the southern end? Yeah. So he scores a try, his first ever try, James. And this is what he does. He scores a try and then he blows his... He, he clenches his fist and then blows into his thumb and, gives, <laughs> and gives the crowd the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> but could you imagine that Classic. today? Yeah, and yeah. And nothing yeah. was said about it, right?
0: Can, can I read out a team list? Yeah.
2: No, no comment on the individuals, by the no, way. No, no, no. But, but just read the team out, yeah.
0: Fullback, Jay Kane. Yeah. John Carlo, Owen Craigie, Terry Hill, John Hopalati, Kevin McGuinness and Craig Field were your halves? Fords, Jason Lowry, Darren Centre, Shane Walker, Jared McCracken, Mark Stimson, Tyron Smith, Bench, Adam Nable, Steve Georgialis, Mark O'Neill, Scando, and Ken McGuinness.
2: You you need to actually have the greatest squad because there's a few there's notable a few others, oh, I've, yeah, I've just pulled up a particular yeah, yeah, yeah. game
0: yep. against, what was that, uh, a 24 old draw against the Broncos yeah. that season. But that's...
1: Yeah. Do you remember all those games? Like if nah. Adrian's had nah. that game? No, nah, nah. nah. I'll, t-
2: I'll tell you what my son did. I, I, was, I nearly cried, actually. I, my so-, so I got four kids, and three of them went to great lengths to uh, celebrate Father's Day, right? And one of them was rat's ass. He did nothing. And he actually had ascertained that he was had done nothing. So he felt really bad. <laughs> and what he's really good at is editing, right? He's only 12. So he stayed up all night for three hours, right? And our age group don't have clips of us playing. Yeah. And he found a handful of clips. And then the next day he presented me with an edit of my playing date. A, I was oh, proud wow. because I didn't even know he's ever seen me play. Yeah. And, and B... That he went to that extraordinary cool. length,
1: yeah. Did you keep it? Yeah, oh, of course. This was yeah. like
2: getting last
0: week. I'm going to shame my 13 year old son. Yeah, <laughs> Benny, I love you, but he um he said, "What do you want for Father's Day, Dad?" I said, oh, "Mate, can you get us a couple of those Moro bars? Like they're my favourite yeah. chocolate bar." And instead, he came up with a cu- couple of Mars bars, which is which is fine. I said, "Oh, so." Mate, did you pay for that yourself or did you hey, get wait well, hey, hey, stop, stop, stop,
2: oh. stop. Did you just say Morrow bars? Yes. Oh, mate, come. Um,
0: <laughs> Bring it in, <laughs> sugar. Oh yes. God, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> mate, it, is it is the greatest chocolate bar of all time. time. Exactly. What's, like, what's and, the difference
1: between a Morrow and a Mars bar? Oh.
0: Like, do, do the Pepsi challenge, Magnus. Okay. Like, honestly, like, oh, you mate. would. Like, there's they're chalk and cheese. I couldn't yes. even
1: tell you if I've had a Morrow bar. It's they are the so best. Good.
2: Chocolate on, in the universe. Yes. I don't
1: think I've had one.
2: Sorry, so, back so, to Benny. So, 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 <laughs> so I, I said love to that. Benny,
0: Did you buy these yourself? Yeah. And he said, Yeah, yeah. And I asked uh, my missus whether that was the case, and apparently he didn't. So, <laughs> oh. so not only did he not get me the greatest chocolate bar of all time, oh. he took credit for somebody else's purchase. Oh, <laughs>
2: no. He took credit for someone else's error. Yeah. Oh, no. So just to cap this off, it's it's 30 points, 31 points to 26. Tony Pulitur goes berserk. It's now 31-30. Chris Hicks, who can't get a kick in a stampede, he's got a kick from the Western touchline at the southern end, right? And I don't even – you know how funny – it's funny how quiet a crowd can be. There would have been 16 17,000 people there. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But I'm looking at the Panther. I'm not even watching the kick because I've grown up with this bloke. If he does kick it, I don't want to see him kick it. <laughs> so I'm watching the Panther and I hear the whoo, the thud of the ball, right? Yeah. And as soon as I hear the who the thud, the panther flags go up. Oh. Uh, and I felt so – we got so beat 32-31. One, one of
0: the greatest comebacks yeah. Ever. It was like it was a game of touch footy. Yeah, it was unbelievable, and it was. It's so, actually one of the
2: greatest games to watch. The tries so, were outstanding, and,
0: and everyone was like every everyone was glaring up afterwards. Yeah. It was so good. I kicked the goal.
2: The, the goal I missed went over the post, and they said no goal. I still oh. reckon I kicked that. But it's the only game in the history where a person has dummy to a touch judge, right? <laughs> so I was playing on the wing in this game, and Craig Field does his chip and chase, gets the ball back, shifts it out to Carlor, Carlor puts it onto Kane. And I'm the winger, right? (laughs) And I've dummied outside me, which happened to be the touch <laughs> judge. I mean, uh, and no need to do that. But anyway, Did this is. Uh, Did, was there well, one well, flag up there and There was no one, one, one in front of me. A, I didn't have to dummy. And, and B, if I was going to dummy, it didn't need to be the touch judge.
0: For your conversion, was there one flag up and one flag No, out? no, no. I I've think seen it was, that happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, very, was, very it was rarely. over the
2: flag. It oh. may have been, may have not been. But somebody brought it to my attention on social media. Anyway, this is Crunch Time brought to you by Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at au. More to come after this.